give me give me three things you love. Ooh, this is good. It's going to be really nerdy. So, Rich. Yeah. A couple months ago, I yeah. was a little distracted. Okay. And there was a reason. I, I knew something was going on. I have to make a confession to you. What's that? I've been writing a cover article for Wired about why I still love technology. Here we go again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have told you before the article came out today. Okay. But I like to lie and keep secrets from people. No, I mean, Pete, Rich watched me write this thing. I did watch you write this thing. I actually didn't know you were going to write this, Paul. And I thought, cool, this is going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what it, a huge PR hit for Postlight. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be a blast. Oh, someone's going to talk about like Atari 2600s. and Right. And it wasn't funny. You've got everybody telling you nobody, you're not interacting with your kids anymore because you're staring at your phone and don't bring it to bed. Don't bring your phone to bed. Stop staring at screens. Kids' brains are turning into mush. Then you've got privacy and Google is, you know, staring at me through my toilet at this point. Mm -hmm. And then the big stuff, right? You've got the elections, you know, the place Facebook finds itself now in terms of misinformation and hacking. It's reaction to the problems. The fact that there are these very, very serious problems in our industry. Right. And people keep going, well, now, hold on. Yeah. And then you got a kind of alt-right thing going on and you've got the leaders in tech some of whom are, are aligned with that kind of thinking and it's it's been a pretty tough run it just feels like this industry is not on the side of people in the way that it used to be it used to be you know you had steve jobs running around saying yes we're going to give you a bicycle for the mind even even the stuff that is just i mean straight up commercial success i mean am i have a friend who refuses to buy anything from amazon Right. Ever. I mean, because, yeah, I have one of those too. Because she refuses to to contribute to this thing that is just swallowing the mom and pops whole. Sure. So when I, I heard you're going to write this article, I'm like, great. This is going to be a blast because there's so much good stuff. You and I are about the same age. We're nostalgic. It's just going to be funny and really just a joy. Oh, I wish. And it really wasn't. No. Look, when you... So I get asked, they say, Paul... Write a defense of technology. And my initial, I thought about it for about a day. And I went, this is just going to end up being like St. Augustine's confessions. Like there is no, because you just can't walk out anymore. Everyone has heard through every marketing message for 25 years that it is a world of wonders. And everyone in the tech industry is here to give them happiness and success. And they have total power over information in their own lives in the palm of their hands in the form of their phones, and they should be happy. And people are looking around and going, I'm not happy. I, this is not what I was counting on. It's not what you told me you'd get me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about it, I always joke that the, in the old days, that you'd, get, you'd see an ad and it would be like, in the future, you can fax from the beach. You know, it was just yeah. this. But there was this, that future looking. Convenience. Looking, oh, and it was, Convenience was like. You're going to be smarter. You're not going to have to work as hard. Look, here's the tricky thing. Technology builds itself as the solution for all the problems ever. And it turns out that human beings remain 
the source of a tremendous number of their own problems collectively. You can't solve it with everybody doesn't get thin because there's a calorie counting app and, and everything doesn't get better because we are you have Nest thermometers. No, it really doesn't. People are just still people. And in fact, it started to go the other direction, which just flat out, I think the listeners are gonna, of this podcast will understand what I'm saying. You get Russian meddling on Facebook and you end up with Donald Trump as president. Like that didn't feel for most people listening like a step forward. It felt like a <laughs> tremendous step backwards. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. We've, right? made, we've made And technology has enabled us to regress as a society. And so there was no way to write the article without actually taking that into account and taking my own complicity and all those things into account because at a certain level... You know, when I'm running and Postlight with you and, and marketing the company, I talk about Postlight. I talk about the things we do and we do good work. I'm proud of it. Our clients are across the ideological spectrum and I welcome that. I like that. I like that we touch all of capitalism, including parts that I wouldn't necessarily find myself by my own choice. Sure. Bring it on. Let's see how it works. I want to understand. I want to go up close and I want to build software and I want to see how the world works. That is my company and I'm proud of it. But me, it's a different relationship. I got to think those things through on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a wonderful piece, by the way. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. It is online, even though Wired is going to ask you about 600 times whether you want to pay them or not for their magazine One of the most amazing things about being a writer over the last 10 years yeah. is people yell at you about the CMSs that are <laughs> the power. I'm fine with the, the CMS, man. The it's just... The bar, like to like, hey, do you want to subscribe to Wired? It's getting thicker and thicker. No, I know, and there's I know. like, I can it's, see four lines of text it's, up it's, above. It's like when you're wearing goggles. You wear goggles to see the article, and everything else is is maybe you should subscribe. You've one of four articles. That's it. You got three I to love go. one of four articles. One of four. When you get to that three to four, and you start to feel it. Anyway, it's a wonderful piece. Thank it you. Really that is. is that and is I kind. guess you know, it it left me a little sad. Uh, by the end tricky, of it, it was tricky because I, I didn't want to be melancholy, I, I, but then I realized. I don't want to spoil it for people, but... I mean, it's nothing to spoil. It's an essay, and if you've read anything by me, it's it's the thing that I do when I write. And I, yeah. I'm exploring in the piece both what I really do love about technology, and I kind of, now that we're on track changes, I want to talk about a few things that I, I still love that are probably a little too granular and nerdy to put in the piece. And But it's about the consequences of being in this industry and, and thinking really hard and wanting to be ethical, but also want, having some hustle and wanting to make a, make a good living and, and just sort of how all that fits together and how that fits together in a, in a kind of weird era in our industry. And I there's think a little what, bit of disappointment. Well, you know, you're what, disappointed in, in the dream, right? Like you thought some, it was going to be, and it turns out there's a shit ton of work to do. Well, here's the thing. It's not, it's not exactly disappointment. What I'm seeing is that tech used to see itself as aside from the rest of our society. And being in tech meant something a little different from being, you know, you used to be a lawyer. And going into tech was a kind of a jump into the future, away from the legal industry. Not just away from the legal industry, but to this almost pure place. That's right. I'm going to just work with machines and abstractions and like... And I want to do good, th cool things and good things. And I d the idea of using these things or these things causing bad things to happen was unheard of to me. I well, mean, there was we, bad code, but well, that's just, that's a bug. Right? Unless you were in a very specific part of the field, you just didn't have that power. 
Yeah, and it just, it was unfathomable, honestly. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to draw with this, I'm going to render a ball with it, and you I'm going to... You had a relationship with the computer. It wasn't about your servers serving hundreds of millions of people. No. And getting information from them and doing things with it. So it's this very personal thing. There's but no- even when I went into, like, my fr- like when I finally figured out SQL and, and starting to code in a very kind of kludgy way... I wanted to make a music streaming app. Like I didn't, I didn't want to do anything beyond that. It was not my personal computer still. I think for most people, they view it as an aspirational place. Mm-hmm. It's a positive place. And it was small. It's small. Like, like, and, and it was small. Like I'm sure if you walk down the street in Beirut, there's a good chance you're going to like see somebody you know. Yes. Because it's a small country. You're from Lebanon. Yes. You don't you don't live there day to day, but you're there a lot. Like, yes. That was the web. You, there was an incredible, and that was tech. And you know, throughout most of my twenties and thirties, is it just I, I felt like I kept running into people on the street. You, you were. You were. And now it's the whole world. And instead of being this separate thing where you're where you say I'm going to leave this boring industry aside and I'm going to jump forward and I'm going to change the world. It's become another one of the giant sort of substrates that run everything. Like oil. Like oil or like water, electricity. And okay. I'm not just saying like internet service, just technology and software enablement is, it's, I mean, to bring it back, like legal services or medical, like it's this sort of high. Is this bad? It's I mean, not. It is Bad just, things come with that kind of power? Is that what you're saying? It's just scale. That's all. Scale. The medical, you can be fascinated by being a doctor, but the overall medical industry is, you know, enormous healthcare and, you know, insurance, things like that. Like we're there. That's where we're at, where it's a trillion dollars. And you focus on a couple simple stories if you're the media and trying to cover what's changing. You focus on Facebook, you put Mark Zuckerberg's face on things because people understand that. But people need to understand that like SAP and enterprise resource planning are probably just as big as Facebook. Right. In, in terms of how they change the world and how they change America and, and what and they how people do. work. Exactly. And so it's just culture now. It's not separate from culture. It's not this own its own little world where you could be like, hey, we're over here changing the world. We're just in the world. And that but, but here's the thing. Is it worse? Like look, insurance. Insurance is a trillion dollar industry. I mean, we all need insurance, right? Like down to the banks in Bermuda and whatnot. But insurance doesn't do a lot of bad things. There's a lot of bad things coming out of tech. Insurance is a heavily regulated industry with 100 100 plus years behind it. Oh, is that where we're going? Hundreds of years behind it. Yeah, I I think if the governments are going to assert authority over the things that governments usually assert authority over. Like, I, I mean, they try to keep people from cheating each other. They try to keep large scale lies or propaganda that is offensive to their interest from getting disseminated throughout media. Like the government there are protections. They will. They will. And they, you see it. You see it in Europe. You see it starting here. The FDA um, and that, drugs. It takes five years for a drug to make it through. Sure. This is different, and I'm sure people will have both valid and just frustrated reactions to the government meddling in their stuff. But the reality is we're finding that there are borders in how the internet and technology in general works. Like, you can't really do things online in Iran right now as a U.S. citizen. You can't, like, there are all sorts of 
boundaries. Mm-hmm. People in Turkey censorship to get their internet turned off like it's not as simple and there's always going to be some new technology that promises universal access like mesh networks or satellites but so far the traditional ways that big systems monitor and control the behavior of the citizens in a country those keep getting asserted right right so we don't live in this perfect ideology tech didn't tear down those borders no it didn't, you know, the Arab Spring had a lot of effects, but a lot of them were really negative, you know, and... and you know, that's the funny thing, right? Like, you, you, you think it was just going to take care of itself. Here, I think when you peel it all the way back, humans love power. And, and, and you know what, what makes me think of this? I actually don't think that, you know, I'm not a communist. I'm, I'm a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Not that they are exactly diametrically opposed, but conceptually, there's few few theories around equality and fairness more pure or or clean in their in their description as socialism right mm-hmm. and if you if you lay them out i mean why who or why would anyone be against it right but if you think about the implementations around it the same way the internet and social media powered the arab spring in reality upon implementation humans mucked it all up Right? No, that's like, exactly I mean, right. You, I mean, in the so the old Soviet Union, it was essentially a massive communist experiment, a massive socialist experiment, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened was you had people online trying to get toilet paper, but you ha- you still had a power class that was dining and living well. People still grabbed power. You thought it was going to be this sort of enforced equal, you know, it's sort of like you know Humans. all things. Hum- it, are it's, very very tricky. They're gonna pollute the water, dude. It's just how humans work. They I, have ambition and they're aggressive and they're competitive. It is not, natural. Not all of them, but that that part of humanity definitely asserts itself in ways that can mess the rest of it up. You need like three percent to yeah. mess it all up. No, I know that's Mo- most the great majority of them are 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 on board. No, and they just want to like they want a piece of fish. On, they just on. that's all it, and and it's completely genuine and real but when you talk about the ones that want to assert their power and their influence and know how to do it and can figure it out they're going to do it well this is you know a tech podcast 10 years ago when there were some podcasts but not many we would have talked about things like and we still do microsoft word tips basic blogging, so on and so forth. Now our conversation, the conversation on Twitter, the conversation in the world about technology is what are the fundamentals of human nature? Which ideology is most applicable? Exactly. Socialism or capitalism? Exactly. What are the balances that we need to seek in order to create technology systems that don't destroy the institutions of our government? Like these are, this is where we've gotten to and we are not prepared. We were never prepared to have this conversation about technology because there's no way to. You learn because it happened. Paul, what else do you do besides write for magazines? Well, right now, Rich, I'm optimizing our CRM here at Postlight and our overall sales process so that we have a good steady cadence of inbound leads of mid and and slightly larger than mid <laughs> This size. is not so, a pitch. This is our process, Paul. Yeah. Okay, what else do uh, what else does Postlight We build digital do? products. Yes. Yes. Paul, we build web platforms, APIs, we digitally transform things all day long. That's right. Just all day. That's from right. the we, big company to the small, from the investment bank to the NGO. We love to build great product. And 
We'd love to talk to you. Reach out to us at hello at postsite.com. Yep, we'll help you ship your app. Do you think that right now, sort of, you know, there's a handful of people who are really the power brokers like around tech, right? You've got Zuckerberg and you've got Bezos and you've got these incredibly powerful people. And right now, they're like, a Zuckerberg is being painted as someone that was just absolutely obsessed with growth and money and, and power and whatever you, however else you want to frame it. You think it was actually good intentions and then just the thing just got away from Oh, I think almost invariably. I also think the CEO of ExxonMobil is probably sitting on a sofa watching Zuckerberg testify to Congress and going, not me, (laughs) not me this time. You boys have fun over there. Fill up the calendar. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here in Houston and enjoy myself or wherever the hell ExxonMobil is, right? Like like that's in the same history of like insurance and, you know, institutional banking. They're just going- testimony is is really the, the it's that's the mark right it's that's the mark technology's turn yeah yeah exactly. enjoy that seat okay fellas. but you don't think these are people who had ill intentions this i think is the worst and most complicated part i think it's the hardest thing for people to understand i don't think mark zuckerberg is particularly evil mm-hmm. uh, i don't think that facebook is particularly evil i know a lot of nice well-intentioned people who work there I don't know if i i have a little thing i tried out and say but it's the ethics don't scale Ethics are are optimized when we talk about them for small groups of people. Yeah. Right. You had in our last president, who I was fond of, uh, someone who also practiced in a tremendous amount of drone warfare. And that was a part of his administration. He's not hiding that. That was part of his administration. Yeah. That drives people bananas, right? It's very in conflict, but that is the job. The job is like, sometimes I follow the advice of my generals and I kill people in other countries. And sometimes I give a really inspiring speech about the history of America. And th- I think it's it's this horrible calculation has to get done every time. It's I, like, I think this one's actually going to kill less people. That's right. And so you're uh, putting people... Now, that that was a person who I would, I would argue is pretty qualified for that job, or at least thought about it, wanted it, and was willing to do it. And took the criticism and said, that's it. I am what I am. I'm going to do it. You look at the CEO of a giant social media company. They didn't sign up for all that. They just ate. I think that's absolutely true. It just blew up so big. And now they're, they're sitting astride a world economy. And they're like everybody, like a lot of people who run companies, maybe a little narcissistic, or maybe they have a world of people around them saying, you're a genius and thank God you made this happen. And they truly are like, they're sitting on top of it. They are the, it, they are the source. They don't have the answer. Uh, the answer right now is thousands of people in countries watching and vetting videos and pictures. Yeah, that's I not mean, a solution. That's not a solution. And that's right. where we are, right? Because really the requirement for social media to work is a better civic society. Right? And that's we're not we're not having that conversation. No, no, no. We're no. just talking about the stock market yeah. at some level. And so this is this is way bigger than this podcast. Let's let's end this on an optimistic. Yeah, no, note. I'm going to give me give me three things you love, and one sentence as to why you love them. Ooh, this is good. It's going to be really nerdy. Did you know what? You get to do this. This okay. you earn this. I read the release notes for every single release of PostgreSQL, which is an open source database. I love it. Just recently, it's adding better indexing support, full text support. Postgres is good. Things about JSON. I mean, it's good. It is an all-purpose data engine. (laughs) Okay. You can't, it's it's only down from here. Go ahead. Number two. Number two. My primary computing platform is Ubuntu Linux. 
which I love and runs just fine. It has flaws, but I know them, and it lets me do just about everything. You're in your browser. To do. You're writing email. Okay. So and the third one, mm-hmm. we've talked about it before, but I come back to it over and over. There's never been a better system for me for writing, organizing thoughts. I do all my proposals, all my to-do lists, all my essays, everything starts in Emacs text editor in org mode and it's updated continually and it just keeps getting better and I love it. Oh, you know, I got one more. All right. You know what? You can have one more, Paul. If you use GitHub now and you merge together some branches in your source control, which we did with a labs project recently, it automatically deploys to a test website. Like after you, you just put the changes into GitHub and it says running some tests, jump, 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 jump. And then it makes that actual sound. It does. And then it says, okay, you're ready. And you can just go over and look at the site. It's deployed. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Everything's automated. It's yep. a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're there. This used to be like two days of work every time. Yeah. And now it's, I had a spare idea. I didn't have to ask anyone. There it is. It's live. Thanks, try. computer. You can touch it. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. So that's where, we, look, things hard drives are getting bigger computers are still getting faster coding is getting easier like this is still an age of miracles and i I don't want i don't want to take that away that is the best thing about this industry but there's hard work to do there is hard work to do and we're committed to it and you know right now we're running postlight and trying to help in other ways i give away a lot of money we give away uh, away resources and advice we try to help ngos and not-for-profits and that's where we're at right now. And we're going to keep going. There's no other industry for me, man. I want to close this by pitching your article one more time. Uh, if you buy magazines, <laughs> which not a lot of people do, you should pick up the latest issue of Wired. It has the big clicky pointer finger from Windows 95. You'll recognize that the article is me by me because on the cover of Wired, it says my name, which is cool. It does. Not going to lie. It's cool. It just quotes Paul Ford. So pick it up. It's it's uh, it's a great article, actually. It's also you, online. If you need us, you want to reach us, hello at postlight.com. <laughs>